Hey, good morning and welcome. Happy Thursday, Patriot Radio News Hour. It's the second best day of the week because tomorrow's Friday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. That right-wing, wacko, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, the physical delivery of wealth insurance, gold and silver, 23 years. You know what? 23 years, complaint-free. You know, I pay, and by the way, (laughs) the Better Business Bureau, I don't know how long we've been a member. I actually, and I'm, I'm kicking myself now, I convinced Eric that we needed to be a member and he he didn't want to be but but people check people look they like to see it you know even if you're not a member if someone complains to you the better business bureau will have it in their system by the way um but we are a member of the better business bureau uh it's outrageously expensive now uh and and i want to say it's over 500 bucks now to be you know a year and you know what they do? They send me a sticker <laughs> and a, a little thing that I can put on my door, you know. Um, I don't know how it works because no one's ever actually complained. We, we just It's never happened. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess when you get complaints, uh, the Better Business Bureau will try to work as the... Uh, the go between the the do, do the, the the mediator the arbitrator uh, if you will you don't have to worry about that here let me tell you right now here's what here's what what happens when you deal with us you get treated honestly fairly you get treated with respect period and we do exactly what we tell you we're gonna do we don't play games we don't have time for games no bait and switch we don't have we don't have any anything remotely close to a 20 30 40 percent commission everything we do we are low low single digits it's just how we operate uh and and you know it's the it's the internet now there's always somebody out there that will sell you something for less uh and and here's the thing we've been doing this 23 years and and that just tells you we got a pretty good business model and we do it right and, you know, when you deal with some of these, I'll call them, you know, the, the low ballers out there, uh, here today, gone tomorrow, and I'd hate for you not to have your stuff. You know, we had a, uh, a new, hopefully going to be a new customer, actually come through the door here in, in our office in Phoenix. And he had some coins with him, and he had said that he had bought it from uh, uh, a competitor, um, the cheese people, as by father-in-law used to refer to them as. Uh, if you don't know who that is, that's okay. Uh, but but nonetheless, they they he was telling me what he paid for them and all this stuff, and 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 I laughed because I said he had bought them in December, and the coins that he had bought and he had paid you know fifteen hundred and sixty-two dollars and. And I'm like, man, you know, gold's up over 200 bucks since then. And I said, I have those right now. And I said, I said, even though gold's up 200 bucks, right? They're still not as much as what you paid for uh, from those guys. So uh, be careful who you do business with. Listen, 
we're going to treat you fairly every time. And 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 that that really means something. And when you go out to the Better Business Bureau and you see these companies and they got two, four, eight, ten, twenty complaints, right? Think about what it takes first. And you know, and I'm like this as well. I'm a king of it. Someone, you know, rips me off. I'm more than likely, I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm just not going to do business with them anymore. You know, am I going to go through the hassle of filing a complaint with the Better Business Bureau? No. So you know, if they've got, like I said, two, four, five, ten, twenty complaints, you know there, there's, you know, 40, 50, 100, 200, 500 other people that are just like me and a little too lazy to actually do anything about it. So be careful. That's all I'm telling you. Be careful out there. 800-951-0592. What a show we got coming up for you. We're going to talk trade. We got to do it. The G20's happening. Uh, The president already uh, talking tough about India right now. They're treating, you know, everybody was ripping us off, by the way. Uh, But obviously, we're concerned about what's going to happen Saturday. Uh, I've got a, I've got an idea of what I think, and only because uh, Larry Kudlow just came out on TV, and you know, Larry, you know, I. I, I don't like Larry Kudlow because he he's not truthful. Uh, he is the the overly optimistic guy. If Larry Kudlow was a uh, a Cardinals fan, he would tell you that we're going to win the Super Bowl for the next ten straight years in a row. Even though we just finished three and thirteen, uh, he just came out and said he 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 doesn't have any idea, uh, no prediction in the trade talks with China says that we'll see what comes out of the meeting in the terms of future talks. So he really just let the cat out of the bag. There's not going to be an agreement. I don't even know if we're going to have future talks. Uh, So take that for what it's worth. We'll talk about that. We got a huge update on the housing market. You're not going to believe it. That's coming up next. You, you're just going to want to hear it. 970-587. Wait, nine, what? No, no, that's wrong. <laughs> that was a one show. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, that was the number for the station in Colorado. Uh, but you know what? It's Thursday great day to be alive because it really just beats the alternative uh and so many things to talk about right we've had this great impressive gold rally uh yesterday we had a pullback today we've got the consolidation going everybody's waiting for uh the trade and what what's gonna happen what's not gonna happen we'll get to that in a minute I want to talk about housing, right? And we know the story, right? Housing's unaffordable, right? The home builders, right? There's no such thing now as the $150,000 house, right? The starter house has disappeared. 
and everything's unaffordable, the, the inventory's way down. Of course, sales are way down. Yesterday, we actually gave you the number for the new home sales, right? And so, remember, big miss down like 9%, 8.7%. Uh, annualized, 629000 And, of course, you know, we're, we're getting ready to, to, you know, the sales slow down. Uh, as you go through the year here. so But new home sales were averaging, you know, give or take, about six, five to 600,000 new homes sold every year. Now, that's way down. Forget about the peak, right? That's, that's about uh, 500,000 is about a third of what the peak was. But if, even going back to 2000, Right, nothing special about that year. You know, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, right? Just regular ho-hum years. Seven, eight hundred thousand. Really an eight, but, but, you know, closer to eight. Let's call it 750,000 homes a year. New homes. Just new homes. And, and all of those were going to what? Homeowners. Yesterday, I learned something brand new 20 percent or more of all new homes sold may not actually be for homeowners jason play the clip for us we're putting more money into single family rentals but now they want a whole new type of home diana olick is in dc with that story diana Yeah, John, during the foreclosure crisis, investors scooped up millions of distressed homes and turned them into lucrative rentals. But foreclosures are mostly gone now, and the regular market's very pricey. So investors are now turning to builders in a big way, and the builders are responding. Today, Tampa-based ERC Home Builders is offering investors private shares in a so-called soft IPO, hoping to raise $100 million to build more than 1,000 new rental homes across Florida. The homes will be in contiguous tracks, and they will be sold in bulk to big investors. We think that the uh, that there is a consumer rental demand that is driving these institutions to want much greater levels of inventory of this product. And we feel that uh, they have they are learning or have learned that new inventory is uh, is a much safer and more official rental product. The build to rent business is exploding. Several companies, including big names like Toll Brothers and Lennar, are dipping into it. Thirty seven thousand homes were built to rent in 2017. That grew to forty three thousand last year. And some estimate that could hit one hundred thousand homes this year and into 2020. Buying new has a lot of benefits for investors from some of the uh, typical repair factors that come in at 15, 20 years of ownership. There's also a general contractor warranty. There's, there's a limited product warranty of your appliances. And the rents for single family are growing fast, 4.5% annually now. Compare that to 3% rent growth for multifamily apartments. There's also much less turnover in single family rentals, and the rental market is much less volatile than the new home sales market. Morgan? One hundred thousand plus new homes being sold in bulk. Yes, think about this. 
communities all over the country now are popping up where every home in it is a rental home. Right? Big investors now. And, and I sit there and I'm thinking about whatever happened to the American dream. Right? Where, where did it go? And now we, we just learned today that this is, you know, so think about the number I gave you yesterday. Hey, new home sales are down 9%. Right? Year over year, they're down like, I, I think it's what, 6% year over year? And yet, Big institutional investors are going to buy 100,000 new homes this year. Right? Those count. Right? That's a sale. <laughs> right? Hey, here it is. We're building tomorrow's slums today. And, and here's the reality. This is how little our money's really worth. Are you kidding me? Right? And, and think about it. If you're the Toll Brothers, and I don't know if Colorado, if you guys got Toll Brothers. We've got them here. Toll Brothers is, the, they, their home prices start at a million dollars here. Right? I mean, they, 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 they don't build anything cheap. And, and they're building rental properties. You know what? Think about it. Yeah, I don't want to deal with these people. I mean, I got a subdivision here. I'm going to put a, a 200 homes here. I gotta, I gotta have a sales staff. I, I gotta, I gotta deal with all the applications and the credit checks, and people don't have any money. <laughs> we can just sell it to the billionaires instead. How bad is it really? Right? When, how did we get here that that now 20% of the new home market is going to be comprised of institutional investors buying new homes in bulk so they can rent them out? I mean... This is America. This is, I guess, here's the new American dream. Um, I'm going gonna, gonna to go to college. I'm going to have $100,000 of student debt. Right? I'm saying 100000 because I'm foreshadowing. If you have a child born today, okay, let's just say you got, you got the brand-new baby. I mean, you're all excited. Right? I got my, my brand-new baby, my, 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 my baby girl, my baby boy. Right, and, and, and you had the baby shower, right? Everyone, they gave you the diapers and the bassinet and the little onesies and all that stuff. Now the baby's here. Right, the old American dream. Hey, you know what? You, you were married. You had a house, the white picket fence, the 2.3 kids, the dog, maybe a hamster or a turtle. A kitty cat. <laughs> right. Now it's going to be, well, uh, maybe you're married, maybe you're not. We're, we're cohabitating. We have a child. We rent this place. And uh, hopefully the, the landlords won't jack it up too much so I can still afford to live here later. 
and my child's going to be uh, go to college, have a bunch of student loan, and have all this other credit card debt. And, uh, did you see Chevy? They're working on the $100,000 pickup truck. <laughs> right? The $100,000 pickup truck. You know, I, I have you uh, have you ever seen that game show Press Your Luck? You know the show it had the whammies, the whammies in it, and they're redoing. You know, I, and, you know, TV's gone like the movies. They've realized they can't come up with any other any more good TV show, so they're remaking all the old game shows now. Have you seen that? Well, last night I just saw they they had remade Press Your Luck. And there was nothing on it. Summertime, we were flipping through the dials. We saw it. We started watching. This lady won a car. And you know the cars on the, on the, on the shows, right? The, these are like golf carts, right? They're not even, you know, they're, they're the cars that are, you know, the cheapest ones. And they said, the value of this car, $23,500. And I'm what what happened? Right, and that'd be a still. And everyone out there, you know, if you've been in the new car market, you're like twenty three thousand. My backside, right? That thing is stripped down to the max to get it to be only twenty three grand. But now we learn that twenty percent of the new home market isn't what we thought it was. And here's the part that I, I thought was really interesting. They're not going to spread them around. Oh, no. No, no, no. We're not sprinkling it around. We're just going to build whole rental subdivisions, right? It's going to be the new American dream, right? And think about it. It's so great for all the billionaires out there. Well, you know, think about it. You know, a new home is way better for them. They got the warranty. Everything's new, right? That was why we wanted a new home. And, and and I'm thinking to myself, what is the home ownership rates going to look like in 10 more years, 20 years? What about your, your son or your daughter? I think about, you know, my oldest is 19 years old. When he was born, and I've told this story a bunch of times, right? You know. My wife and I lived in an apartment uh, it, uh, right off of 94th Street and Frank Lloyd Wright, for those of you that are local here in town. We lived on the third floor. And when we had Joey, right, going up three flights of stairs, <laughs> it sucked, right? It was no it was no good. So we were like, man, you know, let's 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 buy a house. And and uh you know, we, we, we went and we ended up, kind of like everybody else, you drive till you can afford something. Anthem was the latest, greatest, now it's a 30,000 house subdivision now. But we drove out there, never intended to buy anything out there because it was so far away. But we bought our first home, three bedroom, two bath, brand spanking new, on a cul-de-sac, right? Now granted, the yard was a postage stamp, but who cares? I don't want to actually rake the rocks anyway. 
It's 130 grand. And that was like, man, we could ba- we barely, you know, qualified for it. Right? We put down uh, the down payment. I tell the story I came, I sold all my tech stocks, right? They come up with the down payment. We didn't even, I think we put 5% down, something like that. And and we had a new house. And now I think about the guy that was me back then, 19 years later. I think about the guy, his wife. They just had a baby. They got the third floor apartment over there at 94th Street and Frank Lloyd Wright. And they're like, man, let's go buy a house. And they literally drive... 30 miles plus only to find out that $130,000 home is now $330,000 but don't worry you can rent it from this nice investor man right over here it's the new American dream Patriot News Hour we'll be back this is the Phyllis Schlafly Report the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. The state of California, like many states, charges residents a lower in-state college tuition than it charges students who travel there from other states. California residents have been paying taxes for years that support some of the university's expenses. Out-of-state students don't pay those taxes. But California also gives the preferential in-state tuition rate to illegal aliens who have been in the state for a limited period of time. This violates the federal law, which states... An alien who is not lawfully present in the United States shall not be eligible for any post-secondary education benefit unless a citizen of the United States is eligible for such a benefit in no less an amount, duration, and scope without regard to whether the citizen is such a resident. In other words, no American should receive fewer educational benefits than what illegal aliens receive. Now, several students of California universities who were charged the higher non-resident tuition under California law sued, alleging discrimination against them compared to illegal aliens. This suit also asserted a violation of American citizens' constitutional rights to equal treatment as these out-of-state students were being charged more than illegal aliens. At the trial court level, a long list of pro-illegal alien organizations filed briefs and the out-of-state students lost. But, surprisingly, the California Court of Appeals unanimously reversed the trial court and held in favor of the out-of-state student plaintiffs and allowed them to reinstate their lawsuit. The appellate court also held that the plaintiff students do have a constitutional claim for reverse discrimination for being charged more than illegal aliens are being charged. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. 
go online to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, the Dow's down. Gold is is down. Uh, gold's down four bucks. Uh, fourteen eleven. Not sure. I think Kitco may say it's not down, but it's same price. Price is the same. Consolidation here. Everybody's waiting. How is the meeting with China going to go? Uh, and again, it's a distraction. Just so you know, if there's not there's not going to be any deal. Uh, China this. I love China this morning. They came out and said, hey, listen, uh, before we can talk about anything, you need to take the Huawei uh, restrictions off and all the other tariffs off, and then we'll start talking. Um, I don't think it's going to go so well. Uh, Larry Kudlow, like I said, the greatest homer of all time. Not even he thinks it's going to go well, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But I thought it was worthwhile to look at what it is that we've given away. Now, remember, and I don't care what they tell you, the number of jobs coming back to America because of the tariffs is zero. And, yes, the CEOs will lie, just so you know. Right, any CEO that's telling yes, we're bringing back jobs back to America because of the tariffs is not telling you the truth. They may be hiring American workers. They just want you to, you know, they want the feel good thing. That's not truth. The jobs aren't coming back here if they leave China. If if they leave China, and remember, don't get carried away either when you see that this company and that company and this other company are saying, hey, we may shift jobs out of China because of the trade war. Be skeptical. Because what you'll hear about is we're going to India. There's one company, uh, it's a fruit. Right? Uh, Apple, you know. I don't know why I just didn't say that to begin with who's trying to say, we may move jobs to India. Apple's already working on putting jobs in India. See what I'm saying? Right? They just want a, you know, a headline. So be careful. But what is it that they send so much? Number one, computers and electronics, and, and it's not even close. They, we, they send to us more computer and electronics then we send to them in total, right? You take everything we send to China, add it all up, and it doesn't even equal the amount of computers and electronics that they send to us. That's number one on the list. Electrical equipment is number two. By the way, just electrical equipment is $50 billion. It's a lot of wire. Right? How about this one? Third on the list. By the way, uh, computers and electronics, $186 billion. Electrical equipment, $50 billion. This, was, this next one, I laughed so hard. 
miscellaneous manufacturing. $44 billion. And I'm just like, that's an awfully big amount of miscellaneous. I mean, we couldn't have broke that up a little bit. So I don't know what it is, but it's the third biggest thing they send to us, miscellaneous manufacturing. Machinery, clothing, fabricated metal, furniture, transportation equipment. By the way, um, we send, that's our number one export to them, by the way. We'll get to that in a minute. Transportation, chemicals, plastic and rubber, leather, and similar goods. By the way, all of those categories, every single one of them, excluding transportation equipment, they sell more of all of those other things than our second, third, fourth, fifth largest. We, we, we hardly send them anything. And the transportation equipment we send them, obviously you got Boeing. And then the European car makers, BMW and Mercedes, they built plants like in Tennessee or something. <laughs> they ship them over there. Because, the, you know, the American worker, in a lot of cases, will work for less than the European worker. And so uh, that's the transportation equipment. By the way, that's the number one category. It's only $28 billion. That's it. So you think about, they send us $22 billion in transportation equipment. We send them $28. Uh, computers and electronics, $18 billion. Chemicals, $16 billion. Machinery, oil and gas. Farm crops. Boy, farm is down to $5 billion. Matter of fact, they, I just saw a thing that China's agricultural purchases in the United States is down 70%. 70% in farm products. So the big meeting uh, happening on Saturday morning I think this is going to lead us to what's going to happen next. I think if if Trump feels like rate cuts are coming, we're going to be a lot more aggressive with them. Uh, but but either way, I think this is kind of what the, the, the markets are waiting for. They don't want to go one way or the other. I think most people agree with me. Probably not going to have anything, no deal happen. Most people would be happy with, hey, we're going to have some more talks. China loves to talk. I mean, they're more than happy. Have you heard some of the stuff they come out there? Oh, well, both sides want a deal. Yeah, of course they do. That's the most, Id- I, and, and they say it all, it's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. Of course both sides want a deal. The problem is the deal that we want and the deal that China will accept are not even in the ballpark. So we'll see. I I, I have a bad feeling. I hope I'm wrong. Because I don't know. Trump did not call me. I didn't get no emails. So I I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, but, But we really need this to hold the line here 
and I hate to say it, it's going to be bad, right? Will we go into a recession? Maybe. Maybe we may go into a recession without a trade deal. But if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. Right? If we don't do it now, it's never going to get done. When we return, we're going to talk about gold mines. 800 9510592. Today is it. The last day of $5 liberties. These are the old ones, quarter ounce fractional, 1866 to 1907. I don't know, you know, and we'll see. I hope it's not the last time, but it may be. Where you can buy four or $5 gold pieces for the same price as a $20 gold piece. Um, I've been doing this 16 years. I think this is the second time, maybe maybe the second time ever. And I don't know if it'll happen again. And really, you know, it was a kind of a fluke because we had the big jump in price. And so you had... Uh, some people that were, you know, that were looking to sell, right? Oh, the price has jumped. I'm going to take advantage and, and, and take profits, you know, whatever it may be. And then the price jumped again. Right? just kept going up. So we were able to get our hands on a, a massive quantity. We, we've sold almost 300 of them in the last 48 hours. And we're, we're, this is it. We got about maybe 50, maybe. I don't even know if we got that many. 50 left. And that's it. And then, you know, uh, after today, starting tomorrow, uh, it's going to be up 20 bucks. It's going to be a $20 increase in these $5 liberties. And they're 375 today. So if you bought four of them, it'd be the exact same price as a twenty. And like I said, I've been doing this sixteen years, and I know for a fact that the years that Eric was running this company before I got here, you weren't able to do this. You know, so really, when you think about it, in the twenty-three year history, right? You know, it, it's happened one time, and I don't know that it'll happen again. Maybe it will, but but I know this. The odds of a trade agreement are very slim. The odds of rate cuts are almost—I I think almost a certainty. But uh, for the maybe I don't know if Phoenix, so. So Jason and I have a bet. By the way, uh, the loser has to wear an AOC T-shirt. Matter of fact, we're going to take a picture of it. We're going to put it on our website. Uh, we're remote as the cartoons. We're going to put the loser on there. Jason still thinks that the Fed is so dumb that they're not going to cut rates in July. I say that they are. The loser is going to be sporting an AOC T-shirt. Uh, but but uh, we had a nice little consolidation here in the gold market. Uh, gold's right now, like I said, $1,411. Uh, depending on where you look, I think Kitco, it may be up on Kitco right, right now. I'm going to tell you it's down 4 bucks. But either way, uh, 411 U.S. $5 liberties, 
Uh, all the gold eagles we had are gone. Uh, those are those, those are sold. Uh, if you're saying to me, and I love when people do this, by the way, when they call us and say, what's the best deal you have? This is what I would tell you. This today, this is the best deal I've got. Uh, $5 Liberties, three seventy five at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. These are already in route. Already in route. Matter of fact, I think Colorado already has them. I'm going to have them. I'm hoping today, tomorrow at the latest, uh, they're going to be here. So uh, this is going to go quick. So we'll talk about gold and the ten largest gold producers in the world. China's number one. They produce 400 metric tons of gold. Okay, that is 10 percent of all of of yearly supply. That includes scrap, not just mine material. Now, 400,000 mined by China, but 4,000 metric tons is about what the gold market is. Uh, on a year-to-year basis, including scrap jewelry sales. So 4,000 metric tons. China produces 400. Australia is the second largest producer, about 310. Russia. Russia is the third largest producer they're just under 300 metric tons so you think about Russia, China, Australia you've got 25% of the whole entire gold market and the almost all of that gold, almost all of it ends up in China and or Russia so China's 400 metric tons none of that leaves the country Russia, you know, call it 300 metric tons. None of it leaves the country. Fourth, that's where we come in. We're at about 250 metric tons. By the way, 80% of all the gold mined in the United States is in Nevada. I don't. I, I thought it would be Alaska. That was my the first thing I thought. Oh, Alaska. Nope. Eighty percent of it's all in Nevada. Fourth, Canada. They don't even mine two hundred metric tons. Think about the gold ETF. Just in the month of June is going to have about what one hundred twenty, hundred and thirty tons of gold. That's almost all the gold mined in Canada for a whole year. Think we're gonna have a gold crunch? Can you imagine a gold crunch and a dollar falling? <laughs> that could be a big number. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Final segment coming up. Just uh, this just came in the other day. They are now upping the forecast for central bank gold buying. 
the the member last year was the second highest level on record. Uh, only 1967 did central banks buy more gold. Uh, they have now increased 2019. Uh, originally, they thought that sales would go down. I don't know why, you know, but they're experts. They're now saying central bank gold sales of 700, or gold buys, not sales, right? Gold buys, 750 metric tons. The top 10 largest gold producers were fourth at 250. Canada and per- Canada and Indonesia are next. They don't even mine 200 metric tons. Neither one of them. In, uh, followed by Peru. Peru's at 150. Followed by South Africa, Mexico, and Ghana. And they're all about 100 metric tons. So... Let's see, uh, 300, 450. You'd have to take 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. That, that's just to get the central bank sales. <laughs> China and Russia don't send any of their gold out to anybody. So that only leaves Australia's gold, which all of that goes to China, pretty much. That's just where it goes. So that's out. Right? There's no gold left. So you're starting to see we, we've got this perfect storm where the gold price was suppressed. You know what? Tomorrow, if I remember, i got to tell you about the fines level. Did you see who was it? Morgan Stanley was spoofing the gold mines for, or the gold, uh, the gold trades for almost a decade. Right? This thing has been so manipulated. But now we've got what? The falling dollar. Rate cuts are coming. You know that, right? You do, right? And and we don't cut one time or two times. That's a fantasy. We don't have insurance rate cuts. That's a myth. That's what they need to believe to validate where they, you know, to validate the lies that they tell you. Listen, we're going back to zero and maybe further. Now you have a falling dollar and a supply crunch, right? And, and, and again, uh, what, you, what, you think Credit Suisse just comes out and says, hey, gold's going to test new all-time highs just because? Buy this special today. Do not let it go by. The $5 liberties, right? You got fractional gold at the same price as $20 gold. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen. Right, I want it to be organized. Yes, is the dollar going to be done? Yes, we all know that. That's not a secret. Jay Powell knows it, right? Larry Kudlow knows it, right? These guys, they know. That's what fiat money does. It goes to zero. It just disappears. I want it to be orderly, right? We're going to get some kind of an electronic credit of some sort, and, and I hope it's orderly. But if not... Hey, you got some great barterable gold material with these $5 libs and you paid not a cent of premium. $5 Liberty Gold Pieces, 375 800 951 0592 Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.